Now, Alex, I'm not sure if you're following Fly McRae on Twitter. Um, he doesn't post much, but when he does, much like the man himself, boy, do we love it. So, like most of us in Magpie Land over the last couple of weeks, we've had some pretty epic distractions. Mm. But I don't know if you saw this. I got really excited when I saw that Coach Fly McRae had shared a photo of his stunning office transformation deep within the Lexus Centre. Mm. Now, he must have enlisted the services of some radical kind of cutting-edge modern interior design or interior decorating firm because it's something that we haven't really seen before in a coach's office. Chris Tarrant and his wife. uh, (laughs) I think Chris Tarrant has been in that office many, many times when during the Mick Malthouse days, probably on the end of an absolute searing Malthouse spray. Mm -hmm. But this this could be a job for um, Tarrant and his wife. Not as much marble. No, but it's a little bit a little bit more graphic graphically. Eyes would be raised, you know, with soft cap <laughs> concerns if uh, McRae started installing marble surfaces everywhere. The infinity pool, <laughs> just like breaching the side of the Lexus Center, would be pretty epic. But you know, if anything, if it can happen, it's probably under the Jeff Brown era. But no, it's not. Are you aware of the photograph I'm talking about? I, you must yeah, be. I, I think you shared it with me earlier in the week. Yeah, he, so McRae has turned his office into a a, a, a monument to all the Collingwood Premiership coaches yeah. alive and dead. I think mean, there's only like five of them or something. Not yeah, who, who's up there? Four. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a tough we'll, we'll start, <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a really tough one. We'll, we'll start with the um, – hang on, let me pull it up. I should have done yeah, this. Yeah, I'm bringing it up as well. Okay. Oh, yeah, I got it here. Right, so, on the far left, right – in front of his desk, we've got mm. Angus someone. Oh, no, no, someone Angus. Angus? That's what it says on the wall. Is and then it? McHale, of course. Oh, Ang- George Angus. Okay, he slipped through. Um, they're standing together. Yeah. Does that mean they were co-coaching? Or I don't know what's going on there. Mm, good question. Intimately involved. Really testing mm-hmm. our history. And then just to the right above McRae's minibar, we have... Mm. <laughs> yeah, he has got a mini bar, doesn't he? It's not a mini bar; it's a mini fridge. Well, if if he's with got a, little miniature a, bottles of with, you know liqueur in there, then it's a mini bar, surely. Three star energy rating on that fridge too. Is that still good? got the stickers on? What would he? What would he have in there? The just on. just chock a block full of scroggin. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a fit looking man. I reckon it's some um, know, some kind of hydrolite setup. San Pellegrino, like and then above above yeah. the mini brothers, kind is that Fonz kind. Mm. Yeah, that's Fonz. Yeah, and, good old Fonz. And this is the one that gets me is standing oh, next to so the good. desk. Oh, my God. Um, with In the most nonchalantly threatening way yeah. is, is, is Lee. And he's crossing his legs. He's standing. Mm. Uh, big, thick thunder thighs. Oh, hairy Crossed thighs. at the ankles. Arms crossed. Just glaring and glaring in the direction of McRae's oh, chair. That's an intimidating yeah. um, decal to it's, have in it's your a, office. It's a, it's, a, it's a power stance. So, it's Lee, it's a, obviously a photo taken from training mm. sometime in the early 90s. He's wearing that classic parachute material Collingwood jacket, which we love and that Collingwood should bring back. He's wearing a pair of, like, footy shorts, mm. modest footy shorts because this is back in the era when they were super tight. It Tree trunk legs crossed. Must be soon after with, he finished playing. He looks... He looks Ready to go. He looks there big. And brutalized. With, with a, he's got a look of utter disgust 
and it, he's just eyeballing McRae <laughs> with a look like, like, what are you doing? Like, absolutely uninspired, unimpressed. Lots of legs showing. It's it's a lot. There's a yeah. There's I plenty mean, going lesser on. men might be intimidated by that, but I suppose McRae did win three premierships under Lee, so he's used to the the glare. You know, it's like the Mona Lisa too. The eyes just follow you, follow you around. It, I shared this with you, but it, re- it reminded me of Ghostbusters two with the portrait, the haunted portrait. That sort of comes alive. Is it Ghostbusters 2? I can't remember. I don't know. It's one of the Ghostbusters where it's that really ominous looking dude um, that wreaks havoc. He's kind of the central antagonist yeah. in the in the film. Fly needs one of those um, like hatch things that they always end up <clears throat> sucking them all in with, right? It gets better. Who who else is on the on the, well, um, on the we're calling far this right. McRae, McRae, we're calling this McRae's Mount Rushmore? Who else have we got? On the far right, like slightly out of proportion with the rest, look kind of towering over Lee mm. is with his legs apart in a power stance, hands mm. behind his back, the fly emirates top on is, of course, our Mick mm. Malthouse. Um, but he's got mm. the rave pants on. He's got the 90s <laughs> rave pants, yep. Big. Are they snap pants, are they? They're, I think they're the Adidas snap pants. Just Remember those ones? Just pull them off front ways. Okay. Just pull them off. But in stark contrast to um, the pantsless mm. legs of Lee Matthews. And um, he's looking the other got, way, which is in contrast. He's looking the other like, way. I'm not going to give you the time of day. You know, mm. you've you got, mm. you got to prove yourself to me. They're very odd choices for, I mean, there was, there's obviously thousands of photos of Mick Malthouse in Collingwood gear. Mm. And um, to get one where he's kind of looking outward, like out the door, is interesting. I love it. I love it, though. I love that just a little subtle, um, little, little subtle nuances that I pick up is just, some of the old sponsors that have crept back in. And, of course, there's the obligatory Spices paper, which you can see on the background, which we mm, love. Okay. Um, Adidas. Adidas is on the wall when we're sponsored by Nike. Mick <laughs> um, Malthouse is wearing – there's a big Golden Arches McDonald's logo all over the joint. We're, we're sponsored by KFC. It's just – it's a beautiful mashup of old v new. And my question – I have a question – for you, Alex. I love this image. I love the picture. I love the, I love the notion. Clearly, it's um, you know we're taking the, the piss slightly, but clearly it's there for um, Fly McRae's kind of daily dose of inspiration mm. of, of what success could look like. Now, I have a question for you, Alex. When Collingwood does eventually win mm. the twenty twenty two premiership, mm. as we've predicted on this podcast many many times, there is a slight space. Now, I don't know if you notice this. There's a negative space on the far, far right mm. that you could easily kind of crop in a photo of the chosen one, Craig McRae. You could. Now, would you? you would could. that be a move? Would McRae be? Would his hand be forced to insert <laughs> an image of himself on the Mount Rushmore of Collingwood Premiership coaches if he was, or if he is, or when he does win the premiership this year? It, he must. Look, right? I think that if he was to win this year, it'd be such a feat that he'd get back for day one of preseason next year and the stonemasons would have been in converting it into an <laughs> aggression freeze, um, all in relief, all these faces, like the true Mount Rushmore, would be glaring down. Mm. And of course, Fly would feature. Um, but I'm confused by like some of, this, some of those faces in the background was just semi-opaque 
And the one behind Lee looks like it's Dennis Lilly. But anyway, that's that's much of a muchness. <laughs> Let's hope that Fly does end up on the Mount Rushmore of his his personal office. Has he also carpeted it? it looks the carpet is horrifying. It it's kind of gives me <clears throat> gives me vertigo. Pattern. It's a black and white and grey checkered pack pattern, kind of like an old mm. an old chef's hat, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it looks good. It's it's it's. I mean, it reminds me of the um the end of Return of the Jedi where all the dead Jedi's come back as sort of holograms mm. and just are floating in thin air with Yoda right at the end. Anyway, look, uh, he does. Yeah, like we said, he doesn't post much on Twitter. Um, there's a ton of like Hawthorne and Richmond sort of like tweets if you go back like five or six tweets on on Fly McRae's Twitter um, page. But God, we were you know we love this. We love we love what the man stands for. It's about honouring the past, honouring the jumper. And guess what? That's what we're all about at Pie Hard. Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. Out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with boot factories. As gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. One's had five bounces, nearly get another one. He's the smartest guy on the team. He's going to have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham at the MCG for an American to dominate like this. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. I still can't believe it. I can. Oh. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. More comfortable with myself. It's as close as you'll get to greatness, you peanut. Shut up. Yeah, this is Pie Hard Podcast, connecting the worlds of Collingwood and culture, bringing you the hidden story, strange beauty, and offbeat culture of the mighty magpies and beyond. Now, we've buried this in the lead somewhat, mm. a cardinal sin in the broadcasting world, but... Collingwood's victorious bender continues and extends to five games in a row. I, I can't remember. I think it was 2019. But I can't remember mm. the last time we were on such a hot streak. Feels like eons ago. No, Feels like another another dimension ago. Particularly beating top eight sides. That's, um, you know, I mean, not GWS, but the rest of them. Mm. So, impressive. Yeah. Who would have thought? There's this, there's this really weird feeling, wasn't there, leaving the ground. We were both there. Um, on the weekend where, you know, we'd almost blown that mm. lead and it was sort of like, you know, there was that sense where we'd moved past the let's just have a good year and let's just yeah. play some kids and let's do some interesting things. It felt like expectation oh my God. was thick in the Expectations air, have shifted and it creeps up on you. You don't realise that your expectations have changed until you're bitterly disappointed when you don't beat <laughs> You know, a laggard club like you know, the GWS by 50, 60 yeah. points and get percentage, which we can't seem to get mm. any of. Mm. But definitely, like looking at Turbo, you know, in that fourth quarter and just the disappointment on our faces mm. is a sure sign because, of course, we would have taken uh, a win over GWS, um, you know. A bogey side for sure. That was a danger game. Yeah. Going to the game, we thought, oh, we could easily drop this. But then come mm. the fourth quarter, where we're disappointed because our expectations have changed, that we didn't smack them. Mm, mm. Well, there was an expectation, I think, leading into the final quarter, where you know we were talking about our putrid percentage. Not that it matters, because I think we're going to get there in the end with um, number of games won. Hope so, yeah. But um, hopefully, fingers crossed. But yeah, there was there was a sense that you know 
just not being involved in many of those games where you really put a team to the sword. But hey, look, weather, all of that other shit was going on. Let's let's dissect. Um, I tell you what, Damo, game... what, what just before we go on. Yeah, no, the, the biggest indication that expectations have shifted in the last three months is that my holiday to Queensland is booked, you know, over <laughs> the first week or two of the finals. <laughs> That's how confident yeah. I was months yeah, ago that I would be watching mm, some B-grade clubs mm, fight it out for another asterisk flag. Mm, <laughs> it's, about this, it's about this time of the year where, you know, um, your partner – or or your family, someone floats a holiday which sort of crosses over with that grand final weekend, mm. and of course, you're you, there's no way you can commit to anything well, I, I, on I that to- on that weekend for the for the chance for the chance that you may be preoccupied, you might be attending a very special. I event. tend to commit, but then I surreptitiously <laughs> look into Webjet Uncommit. prices for like a quick, you know, short haul flight home. In case mm, there's um, reason to beat the MCG, just need to hit that re- refund button. Okay, so let's let's dissect it. It's a game in a movie. It's where we go through the previous rounds match mm. and break it down as if it was Top Gun, as if it was a blockbuster, a Hollywood billion dollar massive revenue smash hit. And of course, every blockbuster starts off with a hero. Mm-hmm. And look, hard to. Look, ordinarily it's a player. It's something that happens within a game. But I think with five straight games on the trot and the connection and the harmony, which is spoken about every single goddamn week by, I think it was Bruzzy Maynard last week. It's, you know, everyone's talking. It was Jamie Elliott this Mm. week. Everyone's talking about the feels within the club. So the hero of the game had has to be the coach, Fly McRae. I don't think we could go past that. Yeah, good. I mean... He's. He, I can't say much about that except that he's shaping as the hero for the season, isn't he? The way things are going, I think a, it's a little bit more credit also needs to go to the assistants. Given that McRae mm. can't really see the game from the boundary line, there's obviously a shit ton of work being done with the magnets, some Hawkeye strategy mm. from Leper and Bolts. Um, mm. And uh, we've said it before, but I think having mm. that level of experience, ex senior coaches up in the box. Is clearly a boon for for the you know leadership there. I think you articulated it really well during the game when you said something along the lines. I'm paraphrasing here, but you said, "What makes McRae's performance to date so impressive is not necessarily the the, the style of football we love, the wins we love, um, the position on the ladder, like where we thought we'd be, the expectations versus reality, but." He's doing so with the magnets at his disposal. And let's be honest, we're not a whole team. There's certain areas up forward mm. where we're lacking and where we're looking to bolster and improve. We could we have a lot of players who are sort of, you know, closer to the end of their career. It's a mixture of young and old. Um, undersized in, in certain areas. So the fact that he's getting this result, this this juice out of the the lemon, so to speak, is is really why why we're you know, singing his praises. Oh my God, we're all singing his praises. Nothing new here. Did but, we underestimate I mean, the strength of the team going into the season? Because there, it was, there was obviously a lot of doubt. We've spoken about that, but there was a sense that, um, you know, I think we needed to regenerate with youth and we have to some extent. But someone said on the weekend that we're something like the fourth or fifth most experienced side, mm. which 
obviously when you've got players like Pendlebury who've played played 900 games, it pushes up the average. Um, yeah, it does. But I feel like we may have underestimated how good our top rung of players are and mm. we've certainly underestimated how quickly some other mm. magnets could fit into a new system. And and to be honest, mm. every player, how they could adapt and take on what McRae has said. So a lot of underestimating going on from, mm. from certainly from me throughout the season. So, mm. yeah, it's surprising. It's all- it's all it's all relative, isn't it? Though, if you've got the same list and there's disharmony within a football club, and you know there's there's you know not really happy, and it's it's a staid old mm. you know mouldy environment, Injuries. then it's very it's very easy to to look and criticise the mm. list, right? Because you don't know everything that's going on behind closed doors. But when that's flipped, and when there is that sort of you know um, childish like excitement again and and players are coming to work and they're feeling rejuvenated and they're getting more out of their mm. career and the medical staff are getting them up and ru- running then you know it's it's very easy to go well actually wasn't that it was this so yeah really good point we'll we'll we'll, we'll move on the villain i don't know if we i don't know if it's i've just got here this side bottom countdown clock and we were mm, we God, were watching yeah. this during the game puzzled like like many many others in the stand i think it was at 17 seconds the count, the thirty-second countdown clock, side bottom in front of goal. Seventeen seconds when the umpire called play on. Um, side bottom hurried the kick, went through, and lots of puzzled sort of faces around us. We were trying to understand it. We, we're not sticklers for AFL rules. No one is because it changes every goddamn. Does anyone week. actually have a rule book? Yeah, I don't think there is. I think it's a ledger, and they just keep. Adding to it down the bottom, you know, like it just keeps going. It's not like the rule. It's not like the rules of it's golf. It's like or Wikipedia. Like, anyone at any stage can. Yeah, anyone can edit. Yeah, and they fucking do edit, <laughs> don't they? But this was insane. Like it, it just. I mean, we've spoken about this so many times now on the podcast. And I'm starting, I'm kind of starting to get sick of, of talking about it. But clearly, we know we understand now. It's a rule. Mm. You know, you can't time waste. But isn't the whole? Isn't you know? Isn't the 30-second thing outside of the first quarter just a time-wasting exercise, whether you're throwing grass up in the air, yeah, pulling I your mean, socks up, it inc- walking back, it encourages checking the wind? It encourages a charade. It encourages you to it, it does. It, it does. It, it, it was curious because when- Thespian, thespian-like behavior. It was so close to goal. And I, mm. it was curious at the time because when he, st- he stood there for a moment, I did think, oh, is he just going to stand there for 30 seconds? Almost with his mm. hands on his hips. And I did mm. wonder in the moment, like, you don't see that often. But mm. then, you know, we obviously thought that's within the rules. You take your 30 seconds and then he called play on. And then there's this whole thing, which is classic for AFL, that the, the umpire has discretion to oh, it's insane. interpret that the player is wasting time. Whereas, obviously, if he's, like, stretching his cramp out, it's mm. fine. So Or throwing grass in the air. Yeah, like or, it's, or like it, Ben it's, Brown it's, going back to the other goal square. It's 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 insane that like imagine explaining that rule to someone from overseas. It's like it, there's a shot there's a shot clock, so you have thirty seconds to take a shot. You can disguise that to use the full allocation, but if the umpire deems it, you know, not sincere. Like, I don't, yeah, there's the, too if much the umpire makes a decision that you're wasting time, which you're wasting time, the whole thing is wasting Everybody time. Everybody is, yeah. And it's coached and it's coached and it's an actual ploy within the game, then they can call play on. Like, it's it just. Here's, I just here's what I always wondered it. was you're allowed to 
um, you, ha- you have to start your run-up inside the 30 seconds. You don't have to kick mm. the ball. So if you are a Ben Brown type and you do go back to the other goal square, mm. it's so far away that you could start your run-up at 29 seconds mm. and then take another 60 seconds to get to your point of kicking. I like but it. then I suppose they would interpret that as time-wasting. So... <laughs> yeah confusion reigns check checkmate all right let's well, let's move on to the love scene now love scene is um i've put this one down as the one-way crowd and it's mm. not often we get to go to the football and it's as if the opposition team has been either vaporized or there was a misprint in the fixture mm. and they're all waiting to come the following day to the game that you've just arrived to, mm. which is scheduled and happening, because it's it only happens. Real, I, I mean, it, maybe it's Gold Coast as well, but just the the feeling and the energy and the ambience mm. of an MCG crowd it doesn't even have to be full, which is all supporting one team. It's it's a very it's a very interesting experience. If you haven't experienced it, if you haven't gone to one of these games, it's really weird, right? So the opposition will kick a goal and there's just nothing. There's just silence. It kind of makes me nervous, Damo. Weirdly, <laughs> counterintuitively, because mm. when you're playing Carlton or Essendon. There's no tit for tat, no push and pull, no interplay. Yeah, you build up in the big games mm. Back this kind of resilience and this tete-a-tete mm. adversarial mm. 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 Attitude, yeah, yeah, true, true, which kind of sees true. you through, and it's anxiety. There's a lot of anxiety, but there's there's you you got your battle armor on. I mm. worry with these types of games like GWS that you take your battle armor off. Everything, everyone's so friendly, everyone's on the same side, um, <laughs> that you kind of let your guard down. I felt like we 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 said before the game, we we kind of thought that Collingwood could let their guard down as that classic kind of day and lose the game. Yeah, totally. Now there was a sign of maturity. We didn't do that, but yeah. Mm. Good call. I mean, I think that um, having no opposition supporters is obviously an indictment on the uh, expansion plans of the AFL, I believe, um, because if you mm. can't – I mean, there, I'd say there was 100, 100 of them, right? F- 50. <laughs> yeah, if that. It was silent, basically, mm. when mm. when they kicked a goal. So, you know, but, yeah, it's a bit of a loving. It's a love scene. Walking out of the ground, mm. you look mm. around, mm. you know that every single person is Collingwood um, going back mm. to have – you know, mama's bolognese on a Sunday night, and it's a good feeling. Now, we were all in varying degrees of, um, well, we were either hungover, um, feeling the ill effects of, of rich, hearty food the night before, mm-hmm. maybe a couple couple, couple too many martinis. Winter so, feasts. Uh, winter feasts. We were really struggling at one point, which probably didn't help. But We, um, we, we rocked hit. up to the game too, I went, three mm. of us. and um, I was ashen-faced. Yeah, straight to the yeah. bar. You know, hair yeah. of the dog, and um, just because more, more. I didn't even feel like a beer, but you feel obliged. Mm. It's the masculine code. Yeah, um, you have yeah, to yeah. have a beer. But then you were quick to say, "I'm going to sit this round out." Um, fast mm. forward like three hours, <laughs> you were still sitting it out. I don't think you recover. I mean, you must have felt pretty ill that game, and it was a very yeah. There, grim, there was a there was wintry the, day. Probably didn't help as well. There was there was a there was an air, there was a period where I thought. If I'm gonna spew, um, there was a there was a cardboard box. There was a cardboard box next to the carvery, and I I just oh, identified no. that as a as a possible 
as a possible um because no one wants to vomit on you know in, in full sight i just thought that may have been a secretive thing but look it passed the nausea yeah, passed yeah. and uh we got on to some cracking football plot twist just to finish off was i think i think what did we say the final margin was the plot twist because it wasn't looking mm. when we talk about genuine plot twists in the game we were eyeing we were looking down the barrel of a, a nice little hearty five percenter little boost to the old percentage mm. with i was i was thinking a 50 point win um conditions were insipid the rain had well, set at one in. stage it you was ta- close to 40 points the lead it was quite close to 40 points yeah so i thought maybe you know a couple here a couple there maybe a couple of junk time goals for gws should be able to get to the 50 point margin what was it in the end was it i 11? think it was 11. Mm. so yeah again not too dissatisfied winning that game danger game Typically, we'd, we've, I think we'd lost the last four against um, West. I, can't, I don't even want to call them GWS. GWS is it's the, hard to say. It's the worst name for a team. GWS. W greater, greater Western Sydney. Like, do you remember the Melways? Like, Greater Melbourne? Like, it's I just such a they it's thought like a people development. Would go with the Giants. You know, the other West thing Sydney that is really, well, the Sydney the other thing that's really uncomely of, you know, about them is their orange. I think their orange has become almost high. It's the wrong color. I think it's got yeah, it's a wrong color. Mm. Well, I'm not against like orange. On, I just think it's the, it's the wrong on the drizzly. It's the wrong pantone. Drizzly grey midwinter MCG look like these kind of alien creatures getting around there. Orange, it's disgusting. It's it's the wrong pantone. If they had have gone with a, I'm just looking it up now. Pantone orange O21U. If they had have gone with pantone orange O21U. Would have looked much better than the orange. Like a warmer, more nostalgic orange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe like more of a peach, a peachy orange, mm. which is very much on trend. That would help moment. them be tougher um, as a club, wouldn't it? Mm, peach. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a very good game. Well, one th- in one a more movie. thing, Damien. Um, I want to throw mm. a twist in there. Did you see? Oh, I don't know when Another it was. Twist. We were at the bar. You were having your water. We were having our beer. I was and lying down. on the screen yeah. at the game in one of the suites. We saw mm. Ian Botham with his oh beefy. So that was a celebrity arms race update. Uh, I mm. since found out that um, he was recruited as a Collingwood man into the celebrity arms race a few years ago, I think. And he yeah he actually sent a message to the team before the 2018 Grand Final, a message of huh. support. So I don't yeah. know who recruited him, um, but it was incongruous seeing him at the MCG in like late June. There's no cricket happening here. In fact. England at this time is winning their first test series in about a century um, in the English mm, summer. Yeah, that's right. You'd think you'd have a gig over there as a commentator in the English cricket season. Um, just strange to see him there in his, in his Collingwood scarf. Good to see him. Welcome um, any additions to the Celebrity Arms Race. And it got me thinking, <laughs> go on. Oh, I was going to say, I, I've, I've, got a, I've got a little breaking um, news as to why. Okay, okay um, good. Be Hit me. Beef, beefcake was at the football um, he's he was sent to Australia as part of a UK trade envoy. It's oh, a nationwide right. program across Brisbane, Melbourne, and Perth as the UK PM's trade envoy to Australia. Boris sent him. So he's out. Yeah, Boris, Boris sent, sent him. Beefy. He's on a yeah. He's on. He's on a. Um. He's on a mission to increase trade between the nations. Now, what demo could we possibly want from them in terms of trade mm. items? What would what would be on top of your list? Uh, hot English mustard. I think that is that is true. That's actually in my notes for one of our latest segments. That 
Oh, no yeah. way. I love yeah, I yeah. fucking love uh, hot English uh, mustard. Yeah, I, I love mustard, yeah. Love hot mustard. English mustard yeah, when it's freshly yeah. open, when you crack mm, that mm. red lid and mm, it's mm. fresh and it just, mm. it knocks your head off. I love that. Oh, yeah, Coleman's. <laughs> Coleman's, yeah, absolutely. every day of the week. Um, every day of the week. Yeah, just really, it's yeah, that's a really good. Sen- that's good. It's a sensory, sensory. Push. I guess I would, I guess I would trade for a good English roast. They are good at roasts. They're bad at mm. food. They're bad at food. Oh, in general, shocking. In fact, their roasts probably mm. aren't better than ours. But what? Could it mu- but could the it ambiance of the old British pubs with the you know pulling beers, the low ceilings, oh, yeah. you know that's all that that's where it's at. So maybe I'll trade for a nice warm English pub uh, and a Sunday roast. I'm just looking at their top five largest export commodities: crude oil. Pharmaceutical products, electrical machinery, cars, and mechanical machinery. Yeah, thanks for all that, guys. Kind of nondescript, isn't it? Mm, mm, mm. Crude oil is an interesting yeah, one. Small um, island. Yeah, weird. Uh, okay, let's move into the next segment. Now, this is our segment: hard yes and hard no. And I think you're going to kick it off. We're going to flip it this, this this week, and you're going to kick off with a hard no. Yeah, Damo. This is a little take, a little uh, bite. From one of our previous podcasts, have a listen. Mm, some pretty good, pretty good gags in here from Jeff. I think he did. A, he did. A, Jeff. Jeff's really good at um, delivering um, delivering funny gags during his presidential speeches. It's but, his between two fans pedigree. But 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 I think they're they're a little bit too smart and too intelligent, so not uh, many people get it until after the fact. So it often. It often doesn't get the the respect that it it deserves. He made one crack. It was like a really hilarious quip about um, a guest finally being able to play in front of a crowd. Yeah, um, talking to obviously Melbourne, but the guest was a a, a, a woman, women's footballer, so it uh, kind of had that. It was kind of taken in in the wrong yeah, direction. That is awkward, Jeff. But it, it just it was it was it was comedic timing, which looked. Yeah, you know, some of the best of them fall short. He victimised the one female footballer in the world in the room. He 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 did, but unbeknownst to him, it was it was it was not intended to be uh, delivered that way. But not great effort. Now, what's going on, Damo? I mean, last week, Uncle Jeff. we've had like Sergio um, say that we should. We, he wants to go to Bali with uh, JDG, which ends up mm. happening minus Sergio, um, and it's an absolute shit fight. Week before, mm. we've got you literally. Uh, making a little uh, other point of pointing out that Jeff's uh, oratory skills can, you know, leave a little bit desired in terms of like hitting the mark with jokes. And mm. now we've got this new, well, I wouldn't call it a scandal. God, I think it's, I think this one's a real muckraking journalism job. But Jeff Brown has been uh, criticized for oh. some comments he made God. Uh, at, what was it? Um, it was at some kind of AFLW event. Now, we know that Dugowie pleaded guilty, and I'm just reading from a Fox article here, over the summer with his incident at a nightclub in New York. And months later, it says, Brown was speaking in front of the club's women's uh, players, officials, parents, and sponsors when he reportedly made a joke involving Dugowie. Just, is this a hard no or is this a hard irrelevant? Who dredges who dredges this shit up? Like, who was a journalist that dredged this up? We, this is insane. Here's the comment. I hear some of you girls are going overseas tomorrow. I have a message for you from Jordan Dugowie. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. 
Brown said. Now, mm. you're right. It, the, the hard knock could go either way. It could go to the media for like, I mean, it says months later. Like, this is a this is an old speech for a start. Oh, this is this is a this is a hit job. So they're trying to pick. This is a hatchet, a classic media hatchet. Oh, they're job trying to piggyback one. it hatch onto it all, the, all the other cultural scandals all that the they're shit. fomenting, and so you could easily hard know the media. There's an element of me which, for which it is a hard no to Jeff, just just for being awkward and embarrassing, and I think that Jeff might have a bit of that septuagenarian um, trait of. You know that uninhibited kind of elderly thing that can happen, where perhaps the humour of the 1970s and 80s isn't always the <laughs> same humour that's enjoyed today. Mm. Um, perhaps you know he's he's treading a thin line, as you said in the previous podcast. Um, he might tonally sometimes misread the room slightly, and that may be a mm. uh, case. Okay, so either way, if you're going to beat up on the media, beat up on Jeff. It's my hard no for this mm. week. Okay, well, he's look, he's always, I don't want to be ageist because I want to celebrate poor jokes of all eras and all ages, but there's something about, there's something about sort of Jeff's um, ham-fisted approach to comedy, which I really like, which humanizes the, the corporate man, the man in the um, pinstripe suit. I'm sure that's how he thinks and about it as well. Like he's not going to land all these jokes. I guarantee. I've heard him deliver a couple of speeches now, and um, to hush tones, as, as you, as you kind of touched on. So, look, I, I'm not, I'm not expecting big things. I'm not expecting a big Netflix special from Jeff Brown anytime soon. But let's also celebrate um, the awkwardness and the mm. embarrassment that sometimes emanates. Uh, was a harmless joke, ill-timed. Maybe I don't think it was. Maybe wrong. It, crowd. Obviously, it wasn't hangable, but it was also wasn't. I don't think offensive in any way. Uh, my issue, my issue with this whole thing, and I didn't read the story because I just completely blocked it out. So I'm glad you brought it up. And we can discuss it now. But whenever, whenever you get that, whenever the fact comes out that this wasn't like during the mid just after the mid season break or during uh, the old news. scandal, it wasn't even news. Yeah, months ago, months ago. Um, there's some mischievous mm, um, behavior going on, muckraking Herald going on behind the it's scenes. The hunt, I think definitely. we don't we don't stand for that. And we to be fair, Jeff has come out and said, "I made a comment at our best and fairest night," which, in hindsight, and given the events of the past week, using Jordan as a reference point was not a good example. At the time, we had a group of, of athletes heading overseas the following day, and the only intention of my comments were to caution those athletes not to misbehave. So yeah, um, he doesn't. He doesn't. It does, in my books, in, in my books, he doesn't need to think. Although it would be nice just in keeping with the current theme, to have Jeff do the awkward video apology, just him in his office with the, with <laughs> the, the suit ferns, yeah. and just the two ferns the in glass. the sparse Degoe, Degoe kitchen behind the, him. The glass of no spon- No sponsors on, no sponsors on because we don't want to piss off um, LK Financial, well, whatever, Latrobe Financial. Anyway, let's um, let's move on. In, in some other, this is my hard okay. yes and um, let me just pull All this right. up because – like many of you out in Pyland, um, I was very excited. Look, we love to see our players um, <clears throat> take a step into the business world mm. and warm the cockles to see. Warm the cock. Now we not we we know we knew this story was kind of brewing, mm. <laughs> um, percolating, if you will, for for a while. But um, great to see the, the cafe Whiplash in Hawthorne open up. I think it's been open for a couple of weeks now. But trading after the, co- the the delays of COVID, 
construction, all of this shit. Now, if you're not familiar, it's Nathan Murphy, Callum Brown, uh, Jordan Roughhead, Brody Majacek are all in cahoots. Mm. They've teamed up with a couple of bearded, tattered baristas <laughs> and they've opened a, you guessed it, New York Deli-inspired cafe in Hawthorne. Now, I think this is fantastic. I've had a look at the menu. I haven't been down there yet. Um, I'm sure there's a, a metric ton, a metric shit ton of Collingwood supporters lining up around the block. I've got to say, first impressions, I don't know if you've had a look at this, but the building looks exquisite. It looks really, it? really good. You know, so it's a corner, it's a, it's kind of a curved corner block in Hawthorne. You get a corner block, you're, you're winning. Um, they've done a really nice considered fit out. The branding on point, the color scheme looks good. Had a little peek at, at inside. They've got a Lamazocco coffee machine, the Rolls Royce of coffee machines. They've got a barista who knows his shit. So look, it's feeling pretty good. I took a little bit of mm. um, umbrance to the, I think there was a tagline. I think you mentioned this. A little bit of north side in the east side, or something like no, that. No, I didn't hear that. They don't. They don't need. They don't. You don't need north side cool in Hawthorne. You, you generate your own Hawthorne. Yeah, cool. embrace cool. where you are. I guess embrace where you are. Uh, uh, you know, whether it's New York or whatever, own it. But, but, but what? I was disappointed with with one thing. What the menu? The menu. Now you're a menu man. I've got to admit. I've got to admit when I heard that four Collingwood players had teamed up with a Collingwood mad fan barista yeah. to open a Collingwood cafe. Just to be straight, Collingwood it's, not, DNA. it's not the high-performance manager pulling coffees, is it? <laughs> it's not. I think, I think they're, 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 they are, they are um, advertising for a kitchen hand, so you never know. But look, when immediately my brain went to you know, shades of Maggie land. This is going to be the Collingwood themed cafe, mm. right? You walk in there, it's black and yeah. white. There's photos of Darren yeah. Mullane. There's, there's jumpers signed. You, you walk know, through a just banner to get in there. You walk, Stream is walk in your through eyes. a banner. Just a smell of, um, you know, single origin Ethiopian and deep heat. Deep heat flavoured coffee. Mm. A, just really, really just like cashing mm. in. But I, I was disappointed to... Um, you know, review the menu and not see a single Collingwood-themed item on the menu. Now, I had a th I had a thought um, earlier today about what what I was hoping to okay. see, and it was just it was a slam dunk. It was set up there for the boys to own it. They've gone in a different direction. They've 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 just you know not a lot of black and white in there. That's mm. fine. There's a lot of red and white. That's okay. But missed opportunity to have on the menu. Let's just start off with a couple, and I might throw to yep. you. The battered sav. Ah, yes. Well, aka that, that would do well in Hawthorne, wouldn't it? Mm, I think they'd love it. What about the Wellingham and cheese? Oh, good. Yes, and he was known yep. for sandwiching people with his hip and shoulders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mashing it together. Now you're familiar with the um, the croque monsieur. Oh yeah, cheesy. Yeah. Okay. What about the cloak monsieur? Oh, the cloak monsieur or right. the cheesy yeah. Aubrey it's monsieur. Get, it gets better. Yeah, that's good. It gets it gets better. It gets that's better. Good. The Shane O'Brien and prosciutto. Yep. Brie. I think any yep. sandwich okay. with I was in Torquay recently. I had a brie mm. a chicken and brie sandwich. That was a real nineties thing to like no, it's, melt no, it's too brie. Much. It's too much. Way too much. I had to I Way had to go much. into a coma afterwards. It's like I just want yeah. a little sandwich for lunch. 
Brie, Brie on like a French, you know, like a little little torn off piece of French baguette. Beautiful. No, I think, I think Brie was like hot shit Chicken in the 90s, right? It was like, oh, Brie, mm, like mm. creamy. But now it's like, mm. nah, I don't know. Like there's other cheeses, mm. you know. Now I've got two more for this Collingwood themed um, sandwich right. shop. The Reuben Betharis. <laughs> You've put so much work into that. That's really I've, good. I've put. I've spent seven hours on this. Last That's one. Good. Last one. The and, last one. And this is my last one. And this is my personal favorite. Um, sidle up to my check behind the counter. I'll have a beef McInnes, please. No. All right. No, maybe not. Maybe too far. What What are your thoughts, Alex? Did you have anything to add to Look, the Collingwood the, theme? I can't compete with that. We'll pass. We'll pass I these. I can't on compete to with that. I had the Ron McEwen. Which was corned beef with white white <laughs> sauce and a smear of hot English mustard. I don't know why, but I just thought corned beef for him. Oh, yeah. Corned beef, Ronnie McEwen, absolutely. I also went for the low hanging fruit of uh, of uh, Sav, but I had a Savalich, which is a squid sandwich with black garlic aioli, <laughs> which I had to look up. Like, do people have squid sandwiches? And turns out uh, you do with black do. garlic, yeah. Oil, yeah, which do. goes with the, yeah, I think, yeah. the Italian heritage. Mm. And then yeah. um, just the, the straight up dakes. Which is a Macedonian-inspired <laughs> number. Uh, it's uh, riffing off the sama, which is mm. a traditional Macedonian um, stuffed cabbage mm. roll, which you could um, turn into a sandwich. So um, yeah, there you go. But uh, I, I like you. I'd probably go of the lot. It's hard to go past the Reuben Betheris. <laughs> There's just, I mean, a Reuben is very filling. Is there multiple meats in a Reuben? What, what are the meats in a Reuben? As pastrami, is pastrami. It? It's just it's just a shit ton of pastrami, basically pickles. Give it to me, my check. Uh, Give it yeah, to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, this is uh, you know, if you're just listening, this is um, Pie Hard, where we serve up delicious, mm. hot, tasty takes on Collingwood and culture. Now, some breaking news. Mm, okay. Uh, am I right to go into this scene? Yeah, yeah. Should I go straight into breaking into news? It. Hot off the press. Uh, Nick Maxwell, uh, 2010 Premiership captain and head of football operations and performance, is set to depart the Magpies. Oh, get out. After Not you, Nick. I mean- the, club, the club's round 17 games. Nothing untoward. Nothing's happened. I, just want to, I always feel the need to say that when someone leaves sort of like abruptly, like not, it's not the well, end it's of the Well, it's usually, like, nothing's it's happened. usually a crisis, isn't it? Yeah, it's a caveat. There's normally a caveat and, you know, a club announcement. But no, 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 Nick's going, he's off to, um, he's off to take up the role of CEO at Eclat. Have you heard of Eclat? It rings a bell. What is it? Does it ring a bell? Eclat? Like, uh, no, I think it's like. Accent it's, on the it's E? Just sh- no, it's just E C L L A T. I'm thinking of Claire, which is a nice, uh, yeah, uh, you know, patisserie number. No, yeah, yeah, yum. You can't be yum. CEO a of a no, creamy of a fondue pastry. Creamy, mm, yum. Uh, no, it's a. I think it's a co-working space. I think it's one of those like new co-working we spaces work. where you just go and. Yeah, like a weird, <laughs> like a weird work. Maxwell, Maxwell, oh my god, Maxwell Wouldn't as a culture great? builder mm. is obviously what he's mm, playing yeah. off here. Oh, he's. I can see, I butter. can see him in New York. I can see him mm. raising, you know, copious amounts of uh, seed money, just like mm. old mate from WeWork, whose name escapes me, but who was immaculately presented or represented mm. by Jared Leto. Have you seen that show? Oh, I, I saw the oh doco. I haven't seen the the Leto one. The no, dramatization is 
it's compulsive viewing. You're just watching this mm. train wreck in slow motion, um, but terrific acting as well. But um, we digress. The thing about Maxwell, mm. seeing him kind of lurk over the, I don't even know how long he's been in the club, but in this kind of in this kind of nebulous leadership role that he has, a cultural whatever it is, and he lurks around the boundary line or the the, the bench, and I always mm. felt Hits like he's not. The vibe to me was that he's kind of in a weird junior like role, for, considering he's a premiership captain. Was it? I don't know whether he was in the most kind of impactful role anyway for him, and it kind of doesn't surprise me that to achieve further growth, he's looking elsewhere. And that's how that's how things work. You, you go into other organisations to kind of take a step up the ladder, right? But um, mm. yeah, no. Look, I don't know whether he'll be missed. Um, because I don't know what he was doing at the club. I mean, I guess that's what it boils <laughs> down to. I don't know what he's doing. But, um, you know, we love him. He's done a lot for us. And good luck, Nick, um, at the patisserie. We might get him now that he's outside of the club's, you know, ironclad reaches. You know, normally I feel like, normally when a player... I feel like I know everything he'd say that we asked him. <laughs> All the anecdotes. Well, I did mm. read his book. Um, I did read his book. He released a book after the premiership. I read it. Mm. And so was it good? we could just spend a weekend with that instead of getting him on. But, okay. um, unless I could be wrong. Pie Heart is out there. If you want to hear from mm. Nick Maxwell, let us know. Otherwise, we will continue to pursue, to pursue single-mindedly um, the cult the cult figures of the past. The cult heroes. Now, another breaking news. I don't know if you saw this today. I certainly didn't until mm. mo- moments ago. But uh, uh, is back, which is good for the – the team, no, no word yet on whether he's playing yeah. uh, on the weekend. Why but, wouldn't he? Of course, uh, he's training. Why wouldn't he? He's a, he's a professional footballer and he should be back. I'm glad he's back just purely because uh, I do think he's, you know, going to make us better. So he should be playing right through the end of the year. And if he feels persecuted and wants to leave at the end of the year, so be it. We'll get someone else in. But in the meantime, get out there, Geordie. Kick some ass. No, no concerns about the first um, game back being uh, in the party capital of the Gold Coast, or is that is that not? No, that's fine. I think I'm reading too much into that. Hopefully, they're staying in a scout camp um, somewhere down <laughs> inland from Burley Heads. Mm, mm, locked, locked doors. No, no, no. Welcome back, welcome, welcome back, Geordie. I hope. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what. Um, would that be a big thing when he when he walked in there? Take. Knowing what you know about football clubs and culture, yeah. Alex Watkins, take us inside the Lexus Center. Geordie rocks up. He'd be doorstop. Yeah. There'd be 30 cameras. He makes it in. Everyone's in their team meeting before training. What What's going on? Well, what happens? Round my, of applause. My first feeling was that. Ask taps. I saw McRae speak probably in the press conference after the game. And... Um, he said that he hadn't spoken to Jordan and wasn't sure when he was coming back. And it was all very unsure. And I, I just thought at the time that he kind of put McRae in a slightly awkward position that he couldn't right. get on to Geordie and he didn't really know what was going on. Um, and I felt like that was like not a great look. It wouldn't have been a great feeling for the coach to kind of not have that oversight of the pastoral side of it um, because mm. we know that that, that side of things – I think would be a McRae strength. So I would be mm. hoping that the first port of call would be McRae's office, where, of course, as we now know, Lee Matthews and other greats 
of the coaching fraternity can glare down on Jordan and maybe putting him mm-hmm. in his place mm-hmm. because he's not playing up in front of Lee and Mick and Fonz mm-hmm. um, and Jock and the other guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, George, George I hope that he went straight to McRae's office and they just kind of cleared the air and, and just got – just a really nice, honest chat, and then get on to get on. There would have been a, there would have been a hug, wouldn't there? There would have been a hug. Just, it, a, would have, just a, a, it would have started as um, so. Jordan I think would have straight sat to the, the couch, and McRae mm-hmm. was on his swivel chair, and McRae would cracked have open the cracked open the mini fridge, cracked open the mini fridge, um, the bar fridge, give Jordan a, a Monster Energy drink, and then sidle over to the couch to sit on the couch with mm-hmm. Jordan as a mm-hmm. statement of equality. And then do what mm. he does best is connect with the player and get him back on side. Mm. But then I would have thought there's a few bum taps when he gets out on the park. But I also think mm. that for the players, they would understand. That I think there'd be an understanding amongst the playing group that it's not really their business and it's not a big deal for them, and to no. treat him yeah, to treat absolutely. him normally would not would not have been would not have been a big no. deal down there. That's for sure. I tell you what, one thing would have been a big deal and. Clubs, sort of, this is final final breaking mm. news. It's not really breaking news, more recent news. But uh, known Collingwood stickman Darcy Cameron mm. signing, and we were talking about this in the game, but signing a three-year extension oh, now. Cameron's stocks have absolutely gone off the goddamn deep end over the last couple of weeks. He's going to really position himself as, a, yeah. as an emerging um first ruckman in the competition, no doubt could fill, you know, a need at a number of AFL clubs. I think he's what, 24 or 25 or something like I that. Think, Still super young. I think he's 26. But okay. um got that one wrong. Yeah, which is a good for a big man that's still very much in the development phase. You know, they're peaking around 29 to 31. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yep. no, it was heartwarming to see his stocks have risen. I think it was visible from the first moment when he started to play. I mean, he didn't have not everyone was a supporter of his, but I could see that he could mark. He could certainly kick a goal in terms of like, you know, his his physics, the way he kicks the ball, very neat. Um mm. and he's tall enough that like eventually he's going to get the ruck craft, you know, that'll come. Mm. So I feel like he has had a lot of the um, I don't know what his endurance is like. It appears to be fine. It appears to have it appears to have a lot of the um you know, bits and pieces required to make it. And he's made it. I think he's made it. As you said, I think yeah, his, I, the re- reputation now precedes him. He, he, I think his, his um, numbers on the weekend, surprised he didn't make it into it's like um, mid, mid-20s game disposals. How did he not make a game in a movie? He got 17 disposals, kicked two goals and had 23 hit-outs. You gave the hero to McRae. I feel like he's the hero <laughs> for everything we talk about. But um, yeah, I agree. Darcy, yeah. stiff. Um well, Stiff, well done for Stiff. signing him, Graham. Okay. Okay. Well done, Graham. Now, uh, final segment today mm. before we knock the stuffing out of a final, another episode of Pie Hard. Uh, I think we've got, uh, we, I think we sent out a hard ask. We did. We did. This week. So, this is what Talk we us asked. Pies are off to the Gold Coast. What's mm. your ultimate interstate footy trip itinerary? And this hard ask was born out of discussion we had that maybe next year we should. Um, bring back mm. the Pie Hard Interstate weekend for a game. Uh, yes. We could go to a interstate venue, number of venues, if you include the bars and the hotels. We could record a podcast for that weekend. And so we'd like mm, we'd the like the help of the 
pie harders to identify where we should go. And my suggestion was we could go to Gold Coast mainly because of the weather. We could stay in the Versace Hotel. I've never been to mm. Metricon. But Turbo, who, Beautiful. you know, alumni of the pod who sat with us at the G on Sunday, was quick to quash that mm. idea. And he said, Metricon shit, it's like going mm. out to Waverley. It, you know, it doesn't have yeah. the vibe. It doesn't have the Gold Coast vibe. You get out there and it's, you know, it's a bit slapped together. And I was kind of disappointed to hear that because I kind of wanted to go there. But it it got us thinking, where would we go? And what where would it, where would you guys go? Where would our listeners go uh, if you were taking a weekend mm. trip? So without further ado, Billy says Gold Coast. Yeah, he's got some nice, neat dot points. Time zone. Hmm. Oh, capital now, I presume he means time zone, um, not the time zone, the difference in, you know, AE, Australian <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. He means time zone where you go put your coins into the slots. Tickets. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I remember time zone. Um, <laughs> update team photo at old time photos. Okay. Don't know what that is. Not sure what that is. I'm, yeah, pi- that I'm picturing good. like Sovereign Hill where you get dressed up in oh, the old yeah, paraphernalia. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And kind of one of those cameras which has smoke come out of it. Mm, yeah, that's post game right. drink. Oh, yeah. Post game drink at Melba's. Ooh, Brackets. Shout the boys a few fish bowls ahead of the seven day break. Fish bowls at Melba's. God. Oh, There's a whole lexicon of, of language up at the Gold Coast. You, you might as well be reading French. I mean, I have no idea what he's I, talking I, about, I, Billy. This is, not, this is not doing much to ease my anxiety about Jordan Dugowie <laughs> travelling to the Gold Coast. I'm no. just going to put that out there. Recovery session in the wave pool at Wet n Wild. Okay, well, I got that Absolutely. one. That's good. 100%. That, Genius. Yeah, I do that. Three Orange Whip 71, friend of the pod. If it is 1986... I like that. It's a good start. If it is not hypothetical, this is, this is yeah. How hard asks are hypothetical? Well, so we want people could to be. run with. It's like fan fiction. We want, pe- we yeah, want people be. to run with these hard asks. There's nothing mm. too outrageous. If it is 1986, watch the cool and get a gold on the flight up. What's that? Watch the cool and get a gold on the flight up. Is that a drink? Head to Grundy's to play some Pinnis and Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, cool and get a gold. I think is um, uh, Iron Man. Right. Oh, oh no, right. it's a Trevor film. Andy? It's yeah, it's an Iron Man film. Oh wow. Yes, it's a classic. It's a classic Aussie. There we are, starring Colin Farrell. Oh wow, does he get his rig out? It looks like. I it think is. he's an. And he's an under, and a, and a bit underrated. More. A bit more. <laughs> Risque. An underrated actor. Budge, Colin. I, lo- I love this. I love this about the Cooling Out of Gold film. All right, this is my research. Budget, Australian 5.6 million. Box office, Australian 1.3. <laughs> Bit of a disappointment. <laughs> you know what? Didn't make, didn't, didn't, get, the, didn't get the investors. Well, uh, they got a few dollars back did, by putting it on the, um, yeah, the, the Melbourne to Sydney route. On the, on the ANSET. On yeah, the ANSET. Back on the ANSET. Big birds. Um, seven, six, so seven. He's gone to Grundy's to play some Pinnis and Gallagher. I think Gallagher's one of those, like, it's an arcade game, right? He, what did you say? Pinnis? It says Pinnis, like P-I-N-I-S. Is, it, is he okay. having me on? <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay. You play with whatever you want on the Gold Coast. I, I thought it was going to be Pinnis Colada, but... 
Hit the water slide afterwards. Good. Oh, yeah. Dinner at the Bavarian Steakhouse for dinner. Mm. Two years two yeah. there. Um, I don't know what that is, but I, that's that's up. Oh, We'd do that. Bavarian. That, that can be part of the pie heart trip. Big Steins. Then on to the Bombay Rock. <laughs> what are these names? Fantastic. <laughs> these are epic. Look up Bombay Rock. I mean, does does is that some kind? Does does the Gold Coast still have a Hard Rock Cafe? They got the is Bombay kind of, Rock, baby. They got the Bombay Hopefully rock. to Who catch the at the Bombay Rock. Hopefully to catch shark attack, and then send send a titty postcard home, which is a great finish. Oh, <laughs> that's Jeff Brown territory. Jeff Brown territory. Very good. Very All right, good. next, Schmick. next, next. Schmick, friend of the pod. I think a couple of the Richmond mm. players touched on it while in the hub, except not in 2020. Um, what was that like? That was Savlaki and like punching each other or punching other people? Yeah, smash each other. Yeah, that was a kebab. 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 Staying away from the obvious, I think if you broke into SeaWorld at night with 20 of your mates, <laughs> you could probably find a way to bust out a few of the dolphins. Well, black and white orca would be in the theme of the mm. football club. Do they still? Oh, they got rid of the orcas, didn't they? After that, um, film. well, if to go is going to be sacked, he may as well, you know, do some good in, in the world of porpoises um, on the way out. Get some freedom. Mm. Rest in peace, Tilakon. Peter Murnane, friend of the pod, Kuji Bay Hotel. The end. Like that simplicity. Yeah, I can tell big. that comes, All for comes that. from the heart. That's clean. When I think of yeah, Kuji Bay it. Hotel, I think of. The Hunters and Collectors album Under One Roof, which was one of their last, you know, mm, right. gigs. Could you be hotel? Sprawling. It's one of those Sydney, you know, Sydney pubs that have like seven bars. Like Melbourne. Yeah. Melbourne pubs big. have one bar, right? Yeah. You got a bar. You're trying to find the toilet, you just keep ending up in different bars. You got pokies. Wing. You've got have different beer gardens. I mean, too much. It's way too much, but it's enjoyable too for much. us because we get lost in the labyrinth. Mm, After mm, a few mm. cans, they really trap you. And if we went to the SCG, and SCG was in my mind before this, firming as maybe Mm. our destination for next year's Pie Heart adventure. Mm, Yes, just because Mm. obviously, just because we're there every goddamn year and never place the culinary scene. You know, there's a lot to do. The beach, you got a bit of everything. Anyway, we'll go Mm. back to that. We've got time to make a decision. Sergio. We, we know and love Sergio. Sorry, gents, keeping well away from this question, just in case. Very good. <laughs> okay, so he was responsible mm. for destroying yeah, Dugowie's future. Jacob. <laughs> love you, Sergio. Jacob Skikluna. Dro- drop mm. acid and head to SeaWorld. Good. Simple. Ooh, epic. Like it. Epic. That, some, some, of the, some of the kind of animals there would really probably freak you out. Like Three-headed dolphins. Uh, Rainbow fish. Not to mention getting churned up in one of those rides that flips. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, no, no, no. That was... Don't yeah, go there. Okay. Yeah, that was dream Michael Recavalis, shark tooth necklace from early 2000s is a must yep. to be included. Yep. I like that. It's just we should do. We should reference. do a merch. That's a, great, that's a great suggestion. We should do a limited edition release of Pie Hard branded shark tooth necklaces. That would be... Um, you know, with the... Not, not the chain, the, the, the sort yeah. of rubbery rope. Yeah. Which yeah. player, yeah. when snapped by the, when papped by the Herald Sun yeah. in the recovery in the surface yeah. paradise, aqua marine, you mm. know, waves, which player would be mm. donning the shark tooth necklace, do you think? Now, my check would be a shark tooth guy. <laughs> yeah, Nathan Murphy with his surfing background. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Both of those are good. Mm. Yep, yep. Yep. That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, I'll ask you. I'll ask you that question. I'll ask you that hard ask. 
Alex. Um, hypothetically, any era, any year, any ground, Far any around. part of Australia. Gee whiz. Where are we going? Look, I don't think I've got anything prepared. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the decision's made slightly easier that we don't travel to that many venues. We don't go anywhere, do we? So, yeah. Darwin would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking Darwin. And, and look, this is, again, hypothetically, we don't we don't play the Ballarats of the world. We don't play no. the continue parks of the world. We don't go to Darwin, sadly. But Darwin, to me, feels like... Oh, you must have mentioned that on the know, weekend because I've, I've nabbed that off you. But it's that's okay. No, that's okay. Look, look, it's otherworldly. Great minds. Great minds. It, it's it's like there's it's a carnival up there. Like when I, I get really jealous, yeah. the only ground where Collingwood doesn't play because we're primetime pies. We don't play. We don't play in the, the lesser leagues. We don't go. We don't go outside of the outside of the big um, city centres. But Darwin mm. to me just has this sort of eclectic, high energy feel, carnival esque. Oh. And the conditions as well, like breezy. I think there's like, some, there's something magical about the heat, breezy, yeah. The, the the sweat, you know, the the ice rooms, and the ball just seems to like unless you play in those conditions, it's really hard <laughs> yeah, yeah. for a Victorian team to master. Yeah, it would make us look just like chaos ball. Arm children, fantastic mm. drinks beforehand at the, the ski club down there at Fanny Bay, mm. Um, mm. and then mm. uh, sail on over in a walking distance, I assume. Darwin mm. Oval mm. and um, mm. just more cans like just the heat you know especially oh. a midwinter trip when you need Drenched. like you know at the MCG on Sunday well I'm, I'm forcing down the lager you're rejecting the lager because we think we're, we're trying to have fun but it's hard in the middle of winter man but you get up into the tropics and suddenly no. the natural the sliding down the throat um, mm. fantastic I would love Darwin would be an interesting one wouldn't it um, I, yeah. And other than that, I'm genuinely curious about whether to whether we go to the Gabba. I've never been to the Gabba. Have you been to the Gabba? Uh, no, I don't. I, I haven't been to the Gabba for a football game. I've been there for cricket, but never football game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be be okay. Yes. All right, Darwin it is. I don't know. You're gonna have to sell. You're gonna have to sell me a little bit harder. Well, you've been to Optus um, Stadium. You got the flight within Hutchie's private jet, so that's out. That's it. So it's either SCG, yeah. Gabba. Uh, well, not actually Darwin in real life. We don't do Blundstone, mm. which would be hideously grim mm. anyway. I think no. down there, windy, God. cold. Um, mm. Adelaide. Mm. Uh, I've, I actually go to the Adelaide Test match every mm. year or two. Um, and which is a really great occasion. So I don't want to go to Adelaide. I coincidentally, I'm going to the Adelaide game in like two weeks. You're going to Adelaide game? Wow, Cor- mm. corporate box. I think it's like Pendlebury's 350th. Is someone saying that today? Are we playing Adelaide or Port Adelaide? Adelaide. Yeah, corporate in the Sacker box, South Australian Cricket Association box. Oh, there you go. That's which puts which puts the corporate dining at the MCG to shame. I think it's 260 bucks. And you're up there, you're sconded up on that level one balcony, open air. You can open the glass and canapes and booze for like six or seven Jesus. hours. It's insane. The value wow. that, that the Adelaide Oval, oval offers Given up, how you like to dissect the menu, that's going to be a whole pod unto oh, itself. Oh, it's going to be a pod. the menu. It's going to be, we're going to be coming at you. Be on your best. Be on your best, Adelaide Oval, because Piehard's coming for you. Now... Fascinating hard ass. Thank you for that one, Alex. Now, it'd be remiss of me before we wrap up the mm. show. Special shout out to 
Collingwood, I believe Collingwood's first ever Logies winner. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but Tony Armstrong. Right. I did see that. Former Collingwood footballer. Most popular last young week. talent or new talent, something like that. Best, best new talent at the Logies. Yeah. Now, that is, that's something that I think is worth celebrating on Pie Hard. We've, we've won premierships, Norm Smith's, Brownlow's. Don't think we've ever brought back, oh, maybe the footy show did. Is that technically Eddie Maguire? Can you say that? No, I don't know. Maybe I've, maybe I've jumped the gun here. But look, Tony Armstrong, congratulations mm. on your Logies. Well be a good he's, guest. He is a fresh voice. And he's, yeah, he's, a and he's got a good I sense love of seeing him, Love seeing him on the football and, and his, um, you know, his, his, you know, Eurocentric outfits. Um, I don't know if <laughs> no, you see, he wears know. this big sort of, he wears this big sort of German kind of rave coat. Right. Um, that really, reminds really me, like, we made stuff. a list recently, which was mm. our ultimate guests that we would, you know, our target list. That's right. And That's one right. of them is Sherrod Willingham because he, yeah. he kind of, there's a little bit of cult about him. He's He kind of plays a yeah. bigger role, I think, in the history of that 2010 flag and that era than yeah. you kind of suspect. And, you know, he was on the fringes of the Rat Pack, but he was yeah. quite a smart guy. Then I turned on the 774 on the weekend or two mm. weeks ago or whatever, and there mm. he is doing play-by-play for Charity. ABC for the Perth games. Wow. Wow, good Not on him. special comments, as is the want mm. of every ex-player who can't string together a sentence because mm. they're brain injuries, but mm. play-by-play. Like, how, how was he? How was excellent. He, how, how was he? Like, excellent, yeah. He's obviously trained up. Like, that's, that's a craft, and he's obviously put mm. lots of time. I don't know how long he's been doing it, but his play-by-play, it, it flows. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm 90% that's sure great. it's him doing it. That's fantastic. That's great. Hey, look, let's fact check it. But if that is Sharon, that's see, that's what we love. Like it's a far cry, and I I mean no disrespect here, but I don't know if you've ever seen um, Heath Shaw and Dale Thomas on that on the Channel Seven sort of wrap up show on Sunday. Yeah, I I have. Uh, I try to unwatch it, but I can't. Yeah, it's it's not something that I uh, that I'm setting the um the alarm for because it just comes across to me like those two boys are learning how to TV. While being on TV, yeah, and they think they're, like, they're funny, which, like, no, it's, no, it's, I don't want to be like insulting to them or anything. It's not, it's not no, absolutely not. It's not that they're, it's not that they're not funny. It's that they think they're funny. That because in the football mm. club, when you know the idea of funny is in that like environment, cutting, yeah. cutting the dick out of someone's underpants when you know, I just I think they'd be hilarious in that scenario. But there, it's a quantum leap. Yeah. To go from you know the funniest guy in a football club to anchoring a light-hearted, jest-filled review of the football that was we know too and well. in the in the world in the world of social media where you know sound bites and grabs are what it's all about getting that getting that hot searing take or hilarious anecdote um, to cut. And distribute on all social platforms. If you're not bringing the heat, ironically, Damo, oh. literally this evening, as I was doing the dishes, mm. had mm. the phone on and um, I was scrolling. Popped up, did it? obviously having a little break in between dishes, and um, mm. it was on Twitter. Was a soundbite from that show of yeah, Heath right. saying, "Some shit canning Buckley." Was yeah, it? some coaches can make yeah, you go I the extra that. mile, like Mick. But you want, but yeah. not bucks or something. Yeah, you know, I've I've mashed that. But basically saying that Mick was able to entice them to to go the extra step, but bucks wasn't, which was which was yeah, a soundbite. 
he said something like, you know, you see what happens when a team is playing, you know, connected football under a coach, you know, like Mick Malthouse, and then what happens when someone like Buckley comes on. Yeah, I, I heard that. It was a bit well, of a both, bit of a punching down. It's because both those boys got boned by Buckley. I didn't, I didn't mm. mean to go with the alliteration there, but it worked out well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look, packed. Jeez, we managed to pack a fair bit into this uh, episode of Pie Hard. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week um, to dissect the Gold Coast game and everything else that happens in this goddamn Collingwood universe, which seems to unfold at a spectacular speed but thanks always for listening um don't forget to hit us up on socials at pie hard podcast on instagram and twitter get in touch with us blow up the dms let us know what you want to hear about um thanks uh, as always for the inter- interaction and uh yeah we'll be back uh this is pie hard